Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast. I'm here at IoT World with John Deere, uh, Director of Product Marketing, Richard Johnson. So tell us a bit about your products, what you actually do by our tractors. Uh, well, we actually do a complete line of products for the agricultural community with regard to machinery. Tractors, I think, is what we're best well known for, without question. But, of course, we also have combines, harvesting equipment, tillage equipment, um, baling equipment, hay and forage. So we're working with all sectors within the agricultural sector, dairy and livestock farmers, uh, as well as arable farmers. And, of course, yes, we're well known for large horsepower tractors, which is synonymous with deer. And, uh, and that would be certainly one of the things that uh, we are also heavily involved with. But around technology specifically, what I think we would say has been the biggest onset with regard to technology adoption in agriculture and really where Precision Ag started was in 2000, 2001, when the industry started to launch and John Deere ourselves launched a solution set to our customers known as Guidance Systems or AutoTrack. AutoTrack is the John Deere product, and this really opened up a, a game changer, I think, with regard to how customers viewed equipment and technology, because it gave them ability to increase productivity, improve yield, while reducing input costs, because, of course, they could reduce overlap, uh, eliminate skips, and as a consequence of that, it was a major step change in improving productivity, and as a consequence, we've seen pretty significant adoption rates. So globally now, Deer would have over 300,000 vehicles in the market which have auto track capabilities, um, which is pretty significant if you consider where other industries are. And that adoption rate would be far superior to that that we've seen in automotive industry, for instance. Um, But also with our guidance systems, we're talking about automated guidance. So this is where the tractor or the combine harvester will physically steer itself. So there's no interaction required to the operator having to touch the steering wheel. Uh, It's all done automatically. So the machine will physically drive itself, steer itself, and when it even comes to a headland turn, it will manage that headland turn itself as well. So it's more than just guidance, it's also what we call machine automation. That's the sort of next step of technology that we've applied to product. So I guess you're kind of like those uh, rubber lawnmowers in a way. Um, a little bit, but not fully autonomous. A robotic lawnmower, is a, it, I would say, is fully autonomous. We still will always have the operator in the cab. And, uh, and at this stage, although probably we would have technology to go fully autonomous, uh, I don't think the industry is ready for that step yet. There's also you know, regulations and health and safety. Um, but probably we may well see the next interim step before we get to full autonomous vehicles we would probably see maybe the concept around a lead follower concept because sometimes, particularly in large-scale agriculture, in very large fields, machines don't operate just individually. There's maybe a fleet of equipment, so it might be two or three combines harvesting one field at a time. Um, And it could be a case that you just have one operator that is actually overseeing control of three or four machines in the field. So there's a lead machine, and then two or three machines behind it will be following what it's doing. And we would call that the lead follower concept. And I think that would probably be the next step of autonomous vehicles, 
on its current form um, without changing a dramatic form of the type of equipment it is, uh, we would probably think that's the next step before we get to fully operatorless tractors. And I think that's further into the future. So in that scenario, the lead tractor would have somebody inside a Another two would be just nobody just following. Nobody, they will just follow, and the the, the, the the following machines, whether it be combines or tractors, will just follow whatever the lead tractor does. So, um, yes, yeah, so if it stops, they stop, etc. Correct. Yeah. If it turns, they turn, or they obviously delay it. But that technology is available today. We've actually already demonstrated that technology. Um, and I think that might be the interim, but particularly for those really large farms where you have very large fields where they're looking for multiple pieces of equipment in one field. And I would say geographically, that would probably be more maybe some areas of the US and in South America. In Europe, probably less so because our field size just is, is restricted. But when you get to really large fields in South America where literally you can't see the other end and you might be going for literally a mile or two miles before you get yeah. to the end of a field, then you can see it makes a lot of sense. And also, I guess, you can probably predict basically when you need spare parts for your machines, if they're all doing the same, actually, workload. Yeah, and that, that would bring on to another area where we, we see the, you know, guidance, I would say, is the first step that we've seen around precision agriculture and this machine automation. Um, but I think the next area that we see developing is around connected machines. So machines being connected back to a, a database or back to what we actually call the John Deere Operations Centre, and that opens up then an opportunity where machines could be monitored from a health perspective. So also that can then generate alerts back to the operator to say, look, you know, something's about to go wrong with your equipment. So this is going to fail in 50 hours time. You need to get it rep repaired or replaced. So we're maximizing uptime by using clever connectivity, which is then analyzing what the equipment is doing, using that data to then alert the operator that potentially things could go wrong with this equipment. So I guess with less downtime to save money? Absolutely. And with these large pieces of equipment, where customers, you know, a good tractor these days would be probably costing up to 200,000 euros plus, as you can imagine, when you've got that level of investment and combine harvesters, it's significantly more. What you don't want is downtime, because generally you're very restricted around the working hours that you have because of the weather conditions and when the weather is good you want to go so this minimizes the downtime risk for the customer which is significant value add for that and type of operation and i guess for you guys if you can predict when a part's going to fail you can get the part just in time for them rather than, Absolutely. Have, rather than have it stored in the warehouse for months Absolutely. and months we can do a better job of making sure we have the right part and we can get it there in time before anything goes wrong with the equipment so that is we an area we see will develop and the other area that we see will develop around connectivity between the machines themselves is actually the area of fleet management because some of our customers, particularly contractors who are providing services to other farmers, they have generally pretty large fleets of equipment. Um, and if you consider a machine such as a forage harvester, which is a highly productive piece of equipment working in a field, it's reliant on a fleet of equipment around it to actually operate. So a forage harvester is needing to harvest, but it needs to then obviously put that directly into a trailer. So that could have up to maybe eight to 10 tractors and trailers supporting it in the field. And if all those machines are connected, then you can actually get to the point where the forage harvester manages the fleet of equipment around it. So it can ensure that the appropriate tractors and trailers are arriving just in time in the field. So it's always being supplied with trailers, so it's never having to sit idle. Mm -hmm. And vice versa, at the other end of the spectrum, 
at the silage clamp where all these trailers are then going to empty the silage, you can also ensure that you're not getting a queue of equipment sitting there waiting to be emptied at the silage clamp. So optimising that logistics chain is critical to ensure that that forager is having maximum productivity and is never sitting idle waiting for a trailer. Whereas today, it could be actually the case that it is sitting in the field waiting for a trailer, but with this connectivity piece and connecting all the equipment together and having one lead vehicle, such as a forager, we can eliminate that for our customers. Also, I guess with bad weather, you can predict in advance what it's going to be like, so you can tell the tractor in two hours' time it's going to be bad weather, stop working. Yep, we're starting to also exactly look at that. How can we integrate weather forecasting? So we also have a new... Um, new product called my jobs and my and it's actually it's an app so john deere is about to launch to the marketplace in january a, a new app called my jobs and this app is designed specifically for large contractors to manage their fleet of equipment because they could be in a situation where they have maybe up to 100 pieces of equipment they might have 20 operators and if you consider they actually have to have their own little operation centre and they're physically managing all those work orders. And they're, they're, order, they're managing many thousands of work orders per year. And what we've come up with is a, an app which allows the contractor at base to manage jobs, schedule jobs, and then send those jobs out to their operators in the different equipment. And we link that also then with a logistics or a sat-nav type product which enables then the operators to actually go and find the relevant field because that can be a challenge in itself to actually make sure you're in the right field to do the job. Yep. And, uh, and that then also supports. And then we're also considering how do we link weather information into that app so as a customer is scheduling his jobs, he can also then see a forecast to say, if I schedule that job tomorrow, is the forecast actually going to allow me to schedule it tomorrow or should, in fact, I be scheduling it in a different day? So they sort of give weather, weather warnings to say you've got a job scheduled, but actually it's not probably not going to happen. There's a weather risk. You might want to reconsider rescheduling that job to another time. That sounds interesting. Plans you've got ahead, and thanks for that interview, Richard. Pleasure. Thanks very much. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much. Thank you.